This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. We've done a few segments on this recently on culture wars and how things, you know, move into the spotlight and become the cause to, you know, either support or rail against goes both ways. Uh, depending on, you know, which way we're led to think and behave. And that's what it comes down to. And that's the interesting part to me. Um, you know, we're, we're told that this is the thing that we need to now rail against. This, you know, cancel culture is something that we all claim to hate, right? Nobody likes cancel culture. Everybody says cancel culture is a big, big problem. However, we're more than happy to adopt cancel culture if we're told that we need to be the ones doing the canceling, right? If you're on the side of let's cancel this, then there's all kinds of righteous indignation and off we go. Um, it's time to get canceling. So, you know, that's how Kid Rock ends up in the backyard firing a bunch of bullets into a, a, a stack of, of Bud Light. Um and on from there it went. I assume he spent a bunch of money on that beer. I don't know, but the war takes off from there. I mean, certainly it didn't start there, but that was one of the incidents that happened at the beginning. And all because the brand here, Bud Light, was linked to a social media post from a transgender influencer. Sarah, you know something about this person? Dylan is the name? Yeah, Dylan. And they're just, they're just, they're an influencer. They make posts. Yeah, she's an influencer. She's like done this however many days of girlhood thing. Okay. And like documented her transition. Okay, all right. And, and Bud, from my understanding, sent her a promotional package. That's it. She did ads for them, from what I, I understand. Did actual yeah. ads? Okay, I thought it was just, well, those are ads. You're absolutely right. Those social media posts are ads. Now, here's the thing that baffles me. Advertising in, in the beer world has never, ever been an anti-gay. Ever, ever. There is a long, long history of breweries targeting their advertising to LGBTQ groups, supporting the causes, supporting the groups, using them in advertising, being inclusive. It's gone on for years. So what happened? How did we get to this point now where we've got people shooting up beer in the backyard? I've seen people running it over with this. It's craziness, right? How did that happen? We're going to chat with Scott Knox now, who is the founder of the industry group Pride in Advertising and Marketing, and see if he has any answers for us. Scott, thank you for joining us. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much, Shay. Thanks for asking me. Yeah, so let's go through the history here. And just because, I mean, there's so many examples. Beer and the LGBTQ community, they're not strangers. I mean, these bridges were built and ads have been running for a long, long time, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, let's be honest here. All beer is queer. I mean, all of the major brewery brands have all been targeting prides all across the world for decades. I mean, I remember in the 90s when they started having stuff at prides and in gay bars and clubs across the country. The United Kingdom, I see it here. It's been in the United States, across Europe. It's not new. And why why would that be surprising? I mean, if you think about it, right? If you're if you're a, if you're a company that's selling anything, I don't care what it is, um, you're obviously going to try and make sure that you're marketing it to as many people as possible, and that would include the LGBTQ community. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, brands truly understand that, you know, if you don't work with uh, all communities, you're leaving dollars on the table for your competitors to snatch. And so all of the brewery brands have been all over. I mean, in Pride Toronto, which is this weekend, the lead gold sponsor is Bud Light. Um, despite everything that's been happening over the past few weeks. Um, and so the only reason this is a talking point now is because of the lukewarm, really apathetic response by AB InBev when the Dylan Mulvaney issue broke. And the fact that they just sat in the middle and tried to placate everybody meant that their so-called straight consumers were dissatisfied, but so were queer consumers. We just went, hang on a minute, really? You're going to come after our dollars? You're coming after the pink dollars? And then you're going to give this lukewarm response? Yeah, sitting on the fence doesn't work. Okay, so let's go back to that, because it started, the outrage built, right? And and like I say, I think Kid Rock was when it sort of came to, to my consciousness. It was like, holy cow, here we go. This is the latest yeah, effort. The, the, thing, the thing about the Kid Rock piece, I don't know if anybody, any of your listeners, or you caught the uh, the John Oliver segment he ran on it, which was when you slow the clip down, uh, the shots at the beer cans come from a totally different and a different gun. Yeah, it wasn't him. Fine. Yeah, I mean it's just ridiculous. But at the end of the day, the thing that the right wants to push against uh, any so-called woke issues or diversity yeah. issues or inclusivity, what they want and breathe is is PR. Uh, and so what the Dylan Mulvaney situation did was gave them a little bit of a voice. And they've been trying to poke at different brands for, for m- much of the past sort of three or four years. The stupid thing was then that AB InBev stepped in with a lukewarm response, which gave them their chance to amplify the message. Uh, and because, you know, any, the advice I'd give to anybody who's running a brand uh, out there is that if you actually work with a diverse community, when something like this happens, you double down. Uh, you you absolutely uh, go for what your brand strategy is telling you and stick with that brand. If you don't, that's when you're going to hit problems. And that's exactly what happened here, which satisfied nobody. Which is really kind of interesting because what we're talking about here is a marketing battle, right? We're, like you mentioned, you've got oh, right-wing completely. media, you've got politicians yeah. on one side, you've got Budweiser on the other. And, and Budweiser are masters of marketing. It's what they've always done. Um, how did they fumble it so badly? What was their response? Their response was basically to sit on the fence, sit right in the middle, to not offend either side of the debate. The problem is, once they step to toe into working with Dylan Mulvaney, you have to go all hell for leather and say, this is what we're doing, and double and double down on the brand strategy. The way it follows suit with all of the other activities they've got going on across the world, supporting pride uh, events across you know, most of the westernized world and so you know to 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 send attempt to slightly back away to keep your so-called straight audience happy, uh, happy was the misstep um they should have just said yeah our beers queer get used to it move on and that way they wouldn't have set themselves up as a target so it was the lack of crisis management response handling that caused the problem which gave those on the right who wanted to make an issue of this an opportunity to latch onto this and drive the amplification even further so they should have just stuck to their guns is there an example in Garth Brooks, and I'm sure you're familiar with the story, he's opening a club, I believe it's in Nashville, and he was asked if he was going to be serving Bud Light, and he said, yeah, we are, and if you don't like it, go somewhere else, we don't care. Like like you say, he doubled yeah, down, and he said, yeah, we want everybody to yeah. be welcome, and that's what we're going to do, and if you don't like it, tough, go down the street somewhere else. 
Exactly. You know, the whole thing is marketing is about talking to everybody because they have choice. They have choice to buy your brand or somebody else's. So make your decision. Um, and the unfortunate thing is here, this will set a precedent, particularly because of the drop in sales for Bud Light in the United States, now no longer the, 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 the top selling beer brand, um, will mean that people will rush to the middle ground. Uh, and actually, that's even more of a mistake because there's so much research across the world that will tell you just because you do diversity, and feature DEI in your marketing and advertising actually will not only support your sales from that community, but will also have a knock-on effect of actually a wider community response. People want to see celebration and positivity. Uh, and, and because Bud Light didn't actually follow that, that's where they really messed up. And like you say, precedent. And I think that's that's got to be a concern, right? Because there's no question that other companies will look at what's happened to Bud Light. I mean, they were the biggest selling beer in the United States. And I say were because they're not anymore because of all that's of this right. controversy. So if you're a major company of any kind, you've got to be thinking carefully about your strategy and not becoming the next Bud Light. Absolutely. But the key thing to this is this, that um, lots of the media is actually saying that it was because of the activity with Dylan Mulvaney that caused the drop in sales. It is absolutely not that. Okay. It is because this became a bigger marketing issue. It's because the right attempts to hijack it and the lukewarm response from AB InBev and Bud Light's management caused it to become an absolute target. So it was their response that did not satisfy their straight consumers and also didn't satisfy their queer yeah. consumers. They lost from both. So if you're going to, as a marketing brand, there's a brand talking to any consumer base, be absolutely sure of where you're going, go back to the key brand strategy and work it up. And if they get, you get a challenge, double down and make sure that you are acting as impenetrably as possible and that you know what you're doing. The minute you start to waver, you will be a target and the right will come after you and you'll lose. I, I wonder if there's a conversation or if this fits into, and, I, 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 and I've spoken with members of the community before who had a lot of concerns about how suddenly, and I'm thinking probably within the last 10 years, it became the thing to do to, to march in a pride parade, to support a pride movement, whatever the case may be. And a lot of people were concerned that it, it became more of a marketing platform than something you really believed in and wanted to support, right? Uh, does this change that conversation at all? Oh, I think it does. But I mean, you know, you'll ask members of different members of the community, we'll all give you a different answer because yeah, we're yeah. as diverse as everywhere yeah. else. But from my personal perspective, growing up as a kid during the 1980s, the United Kingdom, where actually the LGBTQ community was complete target for most of the media, uh, news, television program, music, everything. Uh, I mean, it was outrageous and Boy George walked on singing, yeah. do you really want to hurt me? And everybody was outraged. Um, but the thing is, I grew up watching that. When I now feel that, you know, the whole the whole debate around rainbow washing, I'm here for it. The fact that during the month of June, brands around the world feel obliged to, feel really feel that they have to rainbow up, I'm here for it. I want to see that because I didn't see that as a kid. So bring me the rainbow, bring me the glitter, bring me the gaga, I'm loving it. However... If you want us to be loyal consumers, you've got to go further. You've got to, you know, you'll go around most cities where there's a pride and you'll see, you know, rainbows across ATMs and all sorts. But you don't step away from that city, another part of the country. Maybe there's less, um, you know, rainbows across ATMs in Alberta right now. Well, that shows that is the brand really with our community or are they virtually signaling trying to pick up a 
dollars. Right. And we will look as a community for that. And so if you are going to target and work with any diverse community, work entirely through your brand strategy and make sure you're consistent with it and double down on the strategy and keep going. Uh, because the minute you waver, you lose everybody. Yeah, it's the old saying, you try and please everyone, you'll end up pleasing nobody. And uh, you think Bud would know that above all people. But, Scott, great conversation. I really appreciate you being here. Thank you, sir.